touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, happy Friday. This is your host, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. As I said, it's the Friday edition of Locked On Rams. I'm joined with my co-host, James Kroger. James, how are you doing today, bud? I can't complain, Bear. It's a beautiful Friday, and uh, I'm in a great mood. We didn't have an episode yesterday because it was the day of love. Did you do something nice for your wife there, bud? I did. Um, I just you know, made a real special at-home dinner. So Special at-home uh, dinner. So those yeah. are the best, man, instead of going out fighting the crowd. Nobody's going to get a reservation in L.A. I actually offered her to go out on Wednesday... Ah, the old old trick or treat the crowd. But no, she was like, let's just do it at home. And, you know, we kept it simple. It was great. All right. Keeping it simple is the way to go. I like it. Good to hear. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. Well, I had a very busy day myself for Valentine's Day. I went home and played Scrabble by myself. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Did you play Kiss Yourself? Yeah. (laughs) I played Words with Friends, and no one played. Uh, no, it was, it was a nice little uh, chill day. So, so we are back and at it. As I mentioned, it's the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. You guys can find us at Lockdown Rams on Twitter, LA underscore Rambling Bear, at jkroger3, and at Rams Podcast. If you haven't checked out our Rams Podcast, jump over there and check it out. We do more of a long format. Me and James have been doing that for going on two years now. So we have a good time, have a lot of laughs. Our buddy Sam edits it, puts in some fun sound effects, and and has fun with us as well. So check us out there. But it's Friday, and we're going to jump into some NFL news. We'll get to some Ram stuff, and we'll, we'll talk uh, uh, some other things that are going on here in the NFL. Sounds good. Well... I am not a season ticket holder, so I didn't receive this letter, but I saw the letter that our COO and VP Kevin Demoff sent out to the season ticket holders uh, a few days ago. He basically told them that the prices will remain the same. No upcharge. I think fans are happy to hear that because Mm -hmm. they're pretty, pretty expensive. He talked about a few things also in the letter, um, how to make the experience better for the season ticket holder. Some of the cool things that they have coming up. He recapped the amazing season that we had uh, with the We Not Me mantra of Sean McVay. And then kind of teased a little bit about the new stadium and some Mm -hmm. things that were to come. He even said, an opportunity to continue to make history with us there at the new stadium. So I'm kind of curious. He made it seem like there was going to be some... Some more uh, kind of exciting things coming with the stadium here in the next yeah. couple, couple weeks. Also, he mentioned some exclusive game day experiences, sweet upgrades, a special season ticket member gift, early renewal incentives, payment plans. Oh, so it, maybe it's affordable for us. Yeah. Maybe we can check this out. And an additional service rep. So we know that they were hiring. Maybe they're getting people loaded up for the for the special season ticket holders. I gotta go, James. I got a I got a job interview tomorrow. But I'm curious what they're gonna do about the new stadium. Maybe get them a little plaque or something somewhere, or just a little, you know, a little name somewhere, a little um, little respect on the new on the new grounds. We'll have to see. If, unfortunately, neither my name or your name will be in the mix. But actually, maybe by the time we get to to that new stadium, you never know. We yeah. could we can get ourselves in you there. Never you know. Just keep working it. Keep working it. Also, Bear, I have some other news for you. Uh, NFL.com, Matt Harmon from NFL.com came out and gave a list of the top 10 best quarterback wide receiver duos of the year. Of course, our boys Robert Woods and Jared Goff came in as number eight in the duo lists. 
I don't know. I maybe would have tossed him around number five or so. I could, you know, maybe think of a, a couple better duos. But, you know, you can't complain about this placement. But uh, it might catch some fans off guard. He said, Jared Goff and Robert Woods absolutely earned the spot with their work this past season. Woods enjoyed a career year in his first season with the Rams. He averaged 3.04 yards of separation on his routes in 2017, the highest among top four receivers on the team. Goff had a 114.9 passer rating on passes to Woods this year, third highest among all quarterback receiver connections at, with at least 60 targets. So maybe bump us up a little on the list, guys. I mean, we're talking about some of these stats where we're ranking a little bit above eight. Come on. Um, despite the team's higher profile additions, obviously Sammy Watkins, <clears throat> we'll talk about him probably later in the show. And then my favorite uh, rookie, Cooper Cup, from my alma mater, Eastern Washington. But it was Woods who proved to be the most effective target for Goff. Woods was electric in the Rams' postseason loss, dog-walking the Falcons' top cornerback Desmond Trufant up and down the field for 107 yards on six catches. We remember that game, everybody. So uh, I'm happy he's on the list. Of course, we all want him to be a little bit higher. But guess, next year, maybe we'll be number one. Other news when it came to rankings, uh, PFF, who's actually come on our show, Mike Cahill joined us earlier in the season, but they released the top rookie safety rankings, and our boy, Mr. John Johnson III, was number two at 85.8. Above him was Marcus Williams. And keep in mind, this includes the regular season and postseason, minimum 200 snaps. So if you consider the postseason, it may be uh, some of the reasoning why there's, there's some of these names on the list. But uh, third was Bubba Baker, 84.5 from Arizona, and then Jamal Adams from the Jets. So John Johnson, Bear and I have talked about his progress this season and the impact he's had on this defense and really stuck out, especially in the, towards the beginning of the season as, as a key player on that D. So I can't wait to see what he's going to be able to do next year. He's one of my favorite defensive players, and happy that he was able to make this pro football focus ranking. I'm all about rankings, you guys, so I have one more for you. Um, Next-gen stats. I don't know how often you guys use them. Uh, most of my stuff comes from Pro Football Focus and a few other minor stat websites that I've trusted over the years. But Next-gen stats has named the Rams offensive line the third best in the NFL. So just to give you guys some perspective on this ranking, uh, the Rams addressed their biggest needs this last season. The offensive line was, was probably their top priority, protecting Goff and Gurley. And we all know that we made massive improvements here. So we went from one of the worst units in football, allowing Goff to be sacked 26 times in just seven games as a rookie. You guys, seven games, he was sacked 26 times. By comparison, he was sacked only 25 times in 15 games this past season, which is among the fewest in the NFL. So there you go. That's why we made that list, and that's why we made it at such a high level. Number three, we probably went from one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in the NFL to now being ranked number three according to Next Gen Stats. Obviously, some of the names that we can call out here on uh, the biggest improvements and additions to the line, Andrew Ritworth, who was playing a little golf with uh, some celebrities in this last weekend. I don't know if anybody of you guys saw that on social media, but he probably looks like the biggest golf golfer ever. I think he's 6'7". Um, I'm surprised he's, he's able to, to hang. I mean, golfing's, golfing is a tough game, and when you're that big, you know he's got to have special clubs, and he's a big dude. I 
bet he can cream that ball if he hits it right, but wow, what an athlete. He's got his golf game on point and one of the best linemen in the NFL. Another addition was Mr. John Sullivan, which I think, Barry, you and I should definitely talk about a little bit later in the show as he is going to be a free agency at the end of the season. He did go through a couple minor injuries, and we had to have a backup in there a few times for him. But, you know, it's one of those worrisome things because he, he was one of the biggest additions on this line. I know Goff loves being behind John Sullivan center, but he is going to be a free agent this year, and we've chatted a bit about possibly replacing him and what's going to happen, but we don't want that to happen over here at Lockdown Rams. I'm just saying it could happen. On top of that, let's not forget Roger Saffold and Rob Havenstein putting together a solid season with our left guard and right tackle. So combination of all these factors resulted in the Rams fielding one of the best offensive lines in football. It was the only unit to start every game together, excluding Week 17 due to rest, which says a lot. Another factor, too, that I just noticed uh, with looking at some of these stats was back in 2016, Gurley was constantly getting stuffed. He averaged negative 0.1 yards before a defender closed within a yard of him. That is horrible. Well below the 0.29 league average. That's very much below it, and that's really sad to say. We all know what happened last year, guys. We saw Gurley getting the ball and running with his head down straight into the offensive lineman or defensive lineman who was already there. We had no opportunity. He had no blockage. So you can tell just by looking at a lot of these stats um, why we got this ranking. The last thing when it comes to these stats is the Rams allowed only 166 pressures all season, which was eighth fewest in the league. Their average rate of 0.65 yards before contact ranked third in the NFL, which shows just how infrequently Todd Gurley was hit behind the offensive line. So a lot of cool stats, Bear. I know that we've had many awards and right. you know lists that we're continuing to be on, so just another thing to add to it. I think a lot, some of these are pretty cool, and it's just kind of now that we're in the offseason, it's nice to... I didn't want to look at 2016 during the season because yeah. it was just a headache. But now, just to see, uh, compare the two seasons now that we're out of them both, it's kind of too nice to, to, to see some of these stats because you know I'm a big stat guy. He's a stat guy. Hashtag stat guy. I love it. And that was some good stuff. And, man, it just gets you so excited about yeah. um, what's what's to come, right? All that expectation, all that we, not me, Sean McVay getting having his fingerprints on the team in the first year. And I'm like trying to control my excitement because my expectations <laughs> of making the playoffs, getting a home game, you know, I want that again, and I want to be excited, but don't think you're gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't let you know exactly. balance it's your like ego. Somehow, everybody out there, balance your ego. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough thing to do, but I like where we're at with this team and, and those type of in hearing those stats even a couple weeks after the season just get me fired up again. Maybe we should get some of those season tickets. And if anybody out there wants to just uh, bring us along, reach out to us. Uh, you know, we well, tell you every day. Well, a big promotion. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. So, Thank you. Know, you. Maybe, maybe it's time to step it up to the big level. Oh, you're saying, uh, yeah, I need to get that season passes. Right, well, yeah. I'll think about it. You should All go right. back to the office and renegotiate your deal. I know <laughs> I agreed yesterday, but I'm getting season tickets Here's now. Here's the deal, guys. I don't know. I don't know if anybody in position to do that really knows anything about the Rams or who they are. So uh, <laughs> that's going to help me out. Like, what? what? It's a It's a basketball team? Just tell them they produce a lot of money. <laughs> you want to invest. Yeah. You're going to want to invest in these guys. Invest in me, investing in them. <laughs> Trust me. Well, as we talk about investing in the future and the youth of organizations and all that, um, the draft isn't far around the corner. Mm. We're excited about this one. But they had some news that came out today about the 2019-2020 draft. 
and there are finalists of who will host it. You know, they're kind of bouncing uh, around yes. and, and I doing different the cities host. Um, I'm going to give you some teams. Where would you like to see it? Cleveland, Tennessee, Kansas City, Denver, Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas would be good. Uh, hands down. I was yeah. like, let me see where it goes. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be their first year to be able to host something in Las Vegas. Um, and they're getting a football team. And the draft is all about a big show, bringing yeah. a bunch of people, uh, rolling out the red carpet, and what city does it better than Las Vegas. Right. And what a better way to introduce football than to bring a bunch of the future of NFL young talent and bring them out there. So Cleveland, Tennessee, KC, and Denver better wait for maybe the 2000. Cleveland's probably the worst choice. You know, Cleveland's a good choice. and That's the thing. Is I was going to build a case for each one of these, right? Cleveland's probably a good choice because... You get a lot of local fans that go, right? Like when it was in Chicago. Maybe we'll see Robert Griffin. Ago, they brought it was heavy. People couldn't wait for the pick the the pick of the Chicago Bears when it was in, when it was started in New York. The Jets and Giants right. were always it was always about those guys booing the commission and that. So Cleveland would be a good pick because they're probably going to have a pretty high pick for the next few years. Continually, they have been. Yeah. And you know, get their fans to see who that number one. So That's I can a good see point. how you good know point. they're usually in the draft talk. Cleveland's always mentioned because they're mm-hmm. always involved in those draft picks. Uh, Casey would be cool too. Uh, Denver, everyone would just be stoned. Be <laughs> there, so that could be this is the quietest draft ever. Uh, for the second pick and the third, are we in the Wait, third what's round? What's that? Um, but I think Vegas hands down is going to get this. So no doubt. Uh, only time will tell. It's kind of like when they do the Olympic bids and everyone gets excited. But y'all knew where it's going to go. Yeah. And, uh, who paid the money? <laughs> well, I mean, it would. You're right. It would make total sense for Las Vegas to happen, and the Browns, you know, they'll they'll always have a chance to to host. You know, they're going to be talked about, like you said, down the road. So five years from now, probably they'll still probably suck pretty bad, and they'll be able to host and and be excited about their player. Everyone but. will get their turn, and soon it will be our turn out here to host Super Bowl. Can't wait for that stadium. As we talked earlier about the, um, let's not pull a Minnesota. Ooh. Hey, Bear, you mentioned uh, on our last lockdown, Kayvon Webster's status, how he was uh, wearing shoes and finally moving moving around. Well, he had another surgery last night, so I think this is two nights ago for everybody listening, uh, to repair a shoulder, not related to the Achilles, but uh, if if he's getting things done, might as well give them a full (laughs) tune-up, you know? Nice. So a little news there, he he went back under the knife for his his torn rotator cuff and labrium. Wow. That was going on too. That's crazy. Yeah. So he's hurting. Uh, he released a picture on social media. You mentioned that also on yeah. on Monday or Tuesday's episode. But he's looking good. He's looking happy. He's he's getting some repairs and he's gonna be in, oiled up and ready to roll. Yeah. The one thing I love about him is is his mindset. A lot of these players in the NFL uh, seem to have that, but he you can just tell he's a strong willed player. He's highly positive. And it is crazy, man, just talking about these surgeries kind of... I mean, I can count on one hand how many surgeries I've had, which is uh, zero. So (laughs) uh, for these guys just to go in and have two surgeries, major surgeries in in a sense, in the offseason, pretty credible stuff. Wish him nothing but the best and a fast, speedy recovery because I would love to see him back on the field ASAP, especially as our cornerback situation continues to be Mm -hmm. a question. Right, and speaking of, of positive things happening, I don't know if you heard, but uh, former Ram Steven Jackson and Connor Barwin and a few other NFL players are going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro for charity. Did you hear about that? Nice. Did they, I, did they already do it, or they're going to do it? They're going to do it. Okay, I did see something about that. 
Um, do you know what the cause is? So they're going to raise awareness for a clean water crisis. Um, just to give you guys some more players, Chris Long, uh, former Ram. Yep. I did mention Connor Barwin. Uh, who else is notable on here? Vince Young. Hey, man. Hey, I mean, big name in college. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. They're going to go with veterans, and they're going to raise money for clean water. this clean water crisis, and hopefully, I hope they document it. Yeah. I want to see some stuff on social media and see some video there. Yeah, I'm sure that will that will produce some really cool stuff. Those guys are always doing awesome, amazing stuff. Chris Long, who basically donated his whole season's paycheck. Um, and then a few years back when he was with the Rams, they did kind of a undercover homeless edition where they went around mm -hmm. and kind of did a documentary about what it was like to live a life on the street, which was pretty interesting. And um, which was pretty interesting and also... Um, brought awareness to that so we need to, to do the great things man we need to get back to when we started and do some charity with the rams folk because i like that it. was fun got to meet some players get some pictures with todd Gurley, and uh you know more opportunity to, to spread spread the love if they're doing it we got to do it maybe we'll, like we'll it. Uh, get them to come on and talk about it james throwing down the mic wants to get back in the charity world i'm with you bud <laughs> support that maybe we could do it on monday do you get monday off a of president's holiday ouch Bringing that one just up, curious, huh? Just curious. I, I know. Everybody out there listening, make sure you ask if you get Monday off because it seems to be a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag, and it sounds like I am in the wrong bag, my friend. I, bet, I hope there's one person who's like, man, I am going to ask about that. And yeah. And he gets I it off and I realize it. <laughs> some, some guy got fired because he made a big scene. I heard a lot of people getting the day off. John over there mentioned getting the day off on Monday. Get out of here, John. We'll tell you one guy that's not getting the day off. It's Larry Fitzgerald. Thought he was retired. I retired him about four shows ago, by the way. Yeah. If, if you're listening, we were talking um, about cousins. Yeah, we were talking about different on. moves and where who could go what and what would be a good, you know, development the wide receiver position there. And we're like, Larry Fitz, he's retired, man. <laughs> yeah. He's done. Well, wrong. Larry Fitz is coming back for his 15th season, and I think there's some personal things behind it, which I can't knock on him for it. But it looks like he was. He's within, I think, 80 receptions of uh, of getting second place on that list. I think it's passing T.O. On receptions? Yeah, right. receptions, mm -hmm. and then I believe yardage as well. He's close to two records, personally, that will put him second all-time in those categories behind you know the legend Jerry Rice. So, um, who I, has, think, I wonder who has been in the NFL longer than him at this point. Brady, wide receiver-wise? Anybody. Anybody? I don't know. Brady's like 60, so <laughs> probably him. But uh, pretty interesting to see him come back. I thought he was going to be done. They always say, like, well, it's not, I don't care about the records. It's not about the records. You know, yeah. I just want to win for this team. Well, I think this year he's like, uh, it's about the records. Yeah, it's about the records. <laughs> he doesn't even know who his quarterback is. But, um, <laughs> maybe, I hope he throws it to me. Maybe it is that Kirk Cousins deal goes to Arizona and that team sneaky gets good right away again. That'd be a good combo. Well, with that said, and Larry Fitzgerald uh, back in the mix, just continues to make that NFC West you know, more and more interesting and more and more dangerous just when you want to write off a team and think, you know, it's a two-division race with the Seahawks and now obviously with the Niners making it a three-position race. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Arizona basically saying they're not going anywhere. And that puts us back with the Rams and trying to figure out where we're going, right? And there's plenty of things to talk about with our offseason, uh, which is kind of fun because it's all positive, right? In a sense, we're gonna, we're, we've got a great team. We're just trying to make it better and better. I want to kind of throw out a few things that are on the agenda board and i want you to rank them as far as priority for you okay. okay but just a few things obviously that you know we got tons to do but 
We've got, what do we do with Tavon? What do we do with Sammy Watkins? What do we do at cornerback in general? And what do we do to stop the run? Okay. So uh, I'll address Tavon first. Okay. He's got to go. He doesn't currently fit with the offensive scheme, but he's got enough talent where he would fit on somebody else's team. He's not worth it for us, the $14, $15 million he's getting paid. Just to give you some perspective on the, the, the money he's pulling in, mm-hmm. here's some fun stats for you. He made $65,789 per snap he played. Mm. Every time ball snapped, he someone's yearly, yearly salary. Uh, he made, this is going to kill you, $319,000 per receiving yard. Wow. And he basically made $940,000 per game. <laughs> so every week he gets nine hundred forty dollars in his bank account. I remember watching on social media, uh, Sammy Watkins was being interviewed, and Tavon Austin walked over and showed him his phone, and Sammy Watkins just had this shock look on his face. And uh, they, when they asked Sammy Watkins what it was about, and he goes, oh, today was payday. Yeah, and he saw and his paycheck. So he probably got $940,000 yeah. <laughs> uh, deposit. So to answer your first question, Tavon's got to go. Um, when it comes to Sammy Watkins, I'll tell you one thing about Sammy Watkins. I think he's got a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Like we said earlier, I, w- I wouldn't put the franchise tag on him, but I know he's got a lot of potential. Check this out. He was the seventh best receiver in the NFL when it comes to tight window catches. This is a stat according to Next Gen Stats, who we, I referenced earlier when I was throwing all those down. But he afforded a 93.1 passer rating on those throws, making it diffi- making difficult catches with defenders all around him. So if Goff can get him a b- uh, the ball in a tight window, he's going to make it happen. He was the seventh best receiver in the NFL when it came to that ranking. So I think he's got a ton of potential behind him. He's still valuable as big as a big play threat. Right. Um, and the Rams super high scoring offense. So you never know how McVay is going to be able to utilize him next year. Like he's him compared to Tavon. I don't see McVeigh focusing on how to, how to get, how can I get Tavon in here more. Right. I see him focusing on how can I hit Sammy down the field and get you know with that accuracy and and get him and Goff's connections a little going a little bit better. I'm thinking how can I utilize the big name Sammy Watkins on this successful team. So it's really tempting to kind of imagine where he may end up in a uh, you know in the free agency, but I think we got to keep him and uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. I, I yap so much, I don't remember your third question. What are we doing at cornerback? How are you going to clean that mess up? And how are we going to stop the run? Ugh. Coach Crow, we're getting putting paid to, by the Rams? Yeah, you're getting, we're putting you to work today. Cornerback situation, it really, what's really going to depend is Tremaine Johnson. Right. I mean, so whether or not he's cut him, move him? What are you I, doing? Think, I think we need to pick up some people whether or not he stays or goes. Right, right. Um, but it's going to really rely on, on that situation. Okay, let, would, me give you, let me give you a couple scenarios. Uh, and you tell me which one you think is better. Side questions and questions. Side questions and questions. Cause, Four, three B. Cause you're moving around. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get you. I'm gonna lock you in. Okay. So lock me in on locked on Rams. Yeah, locking you in on locked on. Locked in on locked on. Uh, it was the laser beam. We'll start pretty basic. Your options are keep them, pay them the big bucks, cut them, and pick up another free agent in high salary regard, or Drop them and go straight to the draft. So replace them with another cornerback that's in the league with some dollars. I would re- sign I w- him or draft. I would go with replacing him with another cornerback in the league with some dollars because if he went draft, we're pretty young in the secondary on okay. defense. I don't know if that's going to be beneficial. I think we can utilize the draft 
possibly in other ways. And it's 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 risky, at least with somebody who's already putting up the numbers and worth the paycheck, except for Tremaine. You kind of know that what they can produce. Right. And it's probably going to be somebody that wants to work with Wade Phillips, if not had previously worked with Wade Phillips. So... I'd probably do that, although the draft is tempting too. I guess I'm, I guess I'm giving it away. In both yeah, my, sounds my like answers. you're saying bye to Tremaine. Yes, yeah, so, bye bye. Well, I think regardless, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't mind picking up another cornerback in free agency and spending some money, spending some money at that position. But I think with the 23rd pick, I think we're still going to have some opportunity for some good cornerbacks there, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind seeing grabbing that because who knows the new guy you bring in? Does he fit right? Does he, you know, an injury that we've seen with. Uh, cave on at that position. I mean, it can happen anywhere. Well, Saw they, Richard Sherman go down. So maybe pick up that rookie, someone that we can get some action. You saw Wade likes to move people around and get a lot of people some snaps. So pick up a guy and, and get him in there. Well, we can have that same conversation with John Sullivan because he'll yeah. be a free agent. Do we? He's old, older. Yeah. Do we need to go draft there? There's there's a couple good contenders. A guy yeah. from Alabama is going to be available. Or do we try to pick up another potential veteran or somebody who's going to cost us? Because you're, you're protecting now Jared Goff and the offensive player yeah. of the year. Todd I think Gurley. we sign Soli again. I think we bring him back because that, that unit started every single game together and they were strong and they were good. And, and we finally had uh, some stability there. So right. I would like to kind of stay with that. If that kind of fades over the season, maybe we draft someone maybe in that third round where we found Cooper Cup. Uh, bring in a lineman to kind of add some depth there, but I think that first pick has to go to defense. But good, good answer. I agree. I was going to kick you out if you wanted to get rid nice. of Sullivan. No, All that right. was a test. Whew. I believe I still have another. Is there a C? Do I have a question for? Still got and guess. then I guess how are we going to stop the run? That was one of our big uh, problems on the defense. What do we do there? I think when it comes to the rush D, yeah, I really don't know what to do with. Ogletree right now. Yeah. Um, I think maybe that could be an opportunity where we do look to the drafts. And again, I'm, I'm not a draft guy. I don't know the potential there. But, you know, maybe we can pick up somebody who's a little bit faster and, and bigger going up the middle. Uh, that's that's probably me, my uh, that's my worst answer. That's all yeah. I got to say about that's that. all I got to say about that. Uh, well, you know what? You don't have to be the draft expert because Locked On has got you in that situation. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out Locked On Draft. I've been listening to them. Uh, the past week or so and kind of catching up. They're doing a series right now where they're taking four teams at a time and they're basically doing the mock draft just for those four teams and kind of working through why and how and all that great stuff. So I'm about halfway through. Uh, they're doing it by picks, so one through four. Da, da, da. Um, and we're now to the Ram section. So I'm almost there, almost to the good stuff. Uh, some more good news as far as we move forward with Locked On. I've reached out to a couple people. We've got some fun interviews coming up. James, you're more than welcome to jump on with us. Um, but I got some guys in the draft area and some other fun NFL content uh, that's going to be coming to Locked On here soon. So stay with me, guys. We are kind of setting up some fun stuff over the next couple months. Sounds like I'm getting booted. You are not getting booted, but you better keep you better keep up because uh, the pressure is building, my friend. All right. Well, hopefully I did okay today. Well, I come I come to your studio to record, so I got nowhere else to go, man. <laughs> are you still sleeping outside? Yeah. Well, James, that is the exciting stuff we have coming up on the Lockdown Network here, and especially on Lockdown Rams. Guys, feel free to reach out to me. I'll also throw out my email, which I always do. That is lockedonrams at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, let me know. James is typing up a message to me right now and hit and send. So feel free to reach out to me whenever. 
Always love talking football with you guys. Well, with that said, guys, have a great weekend. I'm excited for the things that are to come. James, we will be back here recording on Monday for Tuesday's episode, so look out for that. And just like every other time, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Till next time. Peace. Happy President's Day. Oh, my God.